New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Had a great time at the nursery home, and, and Sister Robe, we do want to let you guys know, and Daphne, all you guys that serve and minister to different people and all the stuff you guys do and work behind the scene, you know, uh, Brother Fred and Brother Timmons, you know, they take care of the church and Brother Ernest and a lot of things you guys do behind the scene. We just want to let you guys know how much we appreciate. And the most important thing is that God will reward you for all for your labor love. And he's not going to forget what you're doing, but you, all the things that you're doing is greatly appreciated by the grace of God. So we just so honored and privileged to be able to be surrounded by such a great group of people by the grace of God. And all the supporters, you know, financial supporters, I know a lot of you want to do more than what you do, but because of your schedule and because of other things that's going on, you can't. But, um, but we do appreciate what you do do. And whatever you do um, is greatly appreciated by the grace of God. And it's definitely don't go on unnoticed. And, you know, people working behind the scene, you know, sound room and et cetera, gets up every Sunday morning, you know, pretty early, you know, to come and to sing and prepare and practice and get ready for service on a Sunday. So that's, uh, that's a sacrifice of praise. And, and we just really appreciate all the things you guys are doing. So, but we again thank God for all the great things you're doing and thank God for the men for yesterday. Um, Brother Theo ministered to us and and we had a great time, by the grace of God. So if you don't have anything to do on the third Saturday of each month, um, come out and fellowship with us. I mean, you know, just a bunch of guys get together. I'm pretty sure, and matter of fact, I'm not pretty sure. I'm absolutely sure that you'll pick up something if you come that you didn't have before you came that you'll be able to be, um, that you can use afterward by the grace of God. And, you know, we get into a lot of good subjects and talk about a lot of good things that men need to talk about but don't talk about by the grace of God. But we encourage one another. So we really appreciate the support and all the great things that God is doing. Amen. So we've been sharing with you for the last several weeks about the love of God. Amen. And, you know, and the power of God's love. But, uh, but this morning... We're going to deviate a little bit from, from the power of God's love to don't estimate the power of God. Amen. If you got your Bibles this morning, stand with us and let us go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm reading from the easy to read version. Amen, by the grace of God. So God is, let me tell you something, New Hope. God is doing some great things for us, amen? If you don't see any miracles happening, you just need to open your eyes and just look because they are happening all around you, in front of you, behind you, inside of you. God is doing some great things, I'm telling you, by the grace of God. So in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3 and verse 20, it says this in the easy-to-read version. He said, with God's power working in us, he can do much. Much more than anything that we can ask or think or think of. Read that one more time. 
with God's power, not your power, but with God's power working in us, he can do much, much more than anything we can ask or think of. That's a lot. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you're going to speak to us about and thank you for the things that you're saying to us even right now. And we thank you, Lord, that your word will not return unto you void. It will, re- it will accomplish and prosper in the place and where to you send it. Holy Spirit, we ask you today that you minister in such a way that every heart will be touched, eyes will be open, and deaf ears will be open as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated by the grace of God. Amen. God is good. We thank God for all the good things he's doing. And, and like I said, if you, if you haven't, don't see, haven't seen any miracles, just look up at the pulpit. Because I'm definitely a walking miracle by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. By the grace of God. Because last year this time I was not in the condition I'm in now. I was not able, pretty much incapacitated. But I thank God because of his grace and his mercy. And because of this scripture here that is reading, he said in the book of Ephesians, Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus. He said, well, God's power. God's power working in. And that is something that most people don't understand. It's more to just church than just going to church. It's, 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 it's a lifestyle, really. I cannot really... Um, Put into words what God can do for you if you yield to him. And the things that you think you know, you really don't know. And the things you think you want to know, you really don't need to know. But God is able to do some great things in your life by the grace of God. And and too many times we underestimate what God can do. Many of you in here this morning sitting around and you have looked at yourself over the years unestimated really where you are today because you really didn't have no idea that you're going to be where you are today by the grace of God. I, I, I can't speak for everybody else in New Hope. But I can speak for myself. Based upon where I grew up in the environment I grew up in, I had no idea that God's going to bring me to the places and allow me to see and experience the things I have experienced in my life by the grace of God. Because I'm telling you, I, was, I was, a, was a young man without any hope, without any direction. And, and, and you know, and think about it, that I didn't quite know anything about God at that time. I heard about God and what people had said about God, but I didn't know God for myself until I came into a relationship with him, that's when everything changed. And I'm telling you, life has not been the same since. If you underestimate something, you do not realize how large or great it can be. When you underestimate yourself and look at yourself well, at your limitation, your abilities and stuff like that, many of us probably wouldn't do a whole lot in life. But see, but that's the way God is. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power that's working within you. Because I had no idea, like I said, God was going to bring me to the places that he brought me to. 
Only thing I had in my life was a thought. Look at your neighbor and say, a thought. If you can allow that thought to let God work that thought with you and work it with his plan, God can take you to some high places. He can take you to some places that you only can imagine and dream of by the grace of God. But that's why it's so important is to listen to God. I didn't grow up in a great family. I didn't have a great environment. Unestimated myself because I didn't have any hope in any direction. Had very little encouragement. But by the grace of God, when God came in, everything changed for me by the grace of God. And many times we underestimate, uh, underestimate God. One of the ways we underestimate God, God's power working in us. Would you believe that you have, when the Spirit of God comes inside of you and starts to begin to work inside of you, you can do things that's unimaginable. You Think about all these scientists and all these professors and all these wonderful people that are able to, to come up with all these diff different ideas and designs and stuff like that. They didn't, wasn't, they didn't just, those things just did not just haphazardly, haphazardly happen. That's because of God's spirit and his God's power. And you think about it, many of these people are not even saved. What if these people get saved and yield to God and start following God and start obeying God? I wonder what they could do. I wonder how much further they could go. I wonder how much more they'll be able to do by the grace of God. Because there are some smart people in the world. But many times we underestimate ourselves, underestimate the power of God or what God can do through us. So one of the things, ways we underestimate ourselves is God's power working in us. And when we begin to allow God's power to work in us, he's able to do something. Because, you know, growing up as a child, as a young man, I never really had any intention of getting in front of people speaking. And, you know, I don't know about you, but, man, I didn't, when I was uh, go to basketball games and football games and whatever, man, I just dread to have to go to the bathroom. I had to walk in front of a group of people. That's how bad it was for me when it came to a group of people underestimated myself because I didn't realize by the grace of God what God could do to me and what God could do for me if I yield, if I yield myself to him. And just like a lot of people in, in school and stuff like that, they said, well, I didn't really finish school. I didn't do this. I didn't accomplish this or whatever. Life is not over until you pass away. When you pass away, then life went over. But as long as there's breath in your body, don't underestimate the power of God, what he can do through you and to you by the grace of God. Even when it comes to marriage, um, you heard me say it many times. I didn't know that I was going to, I couldn't even take care of myself as far as one person. But by the grace of God, and then when I got married, I can't take care of myself. How in the world can I take care of somebody else? I underestimated myself based upon my standards. But when I got saved, I realized that not only could I take care of me, but I also could take care of another person. And I was able to take care of another person. And then two more after them, by the grace of God. So when we underestimate ourselves, many times we fall short. And that's what the enemy wants you to do is look at your failures and start capitalizing on your failures and your disappointments and what you haven't done, what you cannot accomplish. Compare you to other people. Don't compare yourself to no one else. God created you to be you. 
He created you to be the person he wants you to be. Now, the only thing you got to do now is take what he's created you to be and just give that over to him and allow him to complete the work that he started in your life by the grace of God. Another way we underestimate the power of God, God's plans for us. God got great plans. We got plans for ourselves. But if you listen to God's plans for you and just do what God tells you to do, he'll take you some places. He'll put people in your life. Listen to me. He will put people in your life that can be an encouragement to you, that can tell you what you need to do and where you need to go, even though you're confused and lost as a ball in the high grass. But if you listen, if you listen to what they're telling you, and when it, and the many times the things they're telling you to do, you look at yourself, there's no way I can do that. But let me tell you something. You can do far more than you can imagine you can do if you trust God. Because when this guy started telling me about the military and I started looking at all the stuff those guys do in the military, I looked at myself and said, man, ain't no way in the world I can do that. There's no way I can do, perform all the taskings, taskings and do all the stuff they wanted me to do. But by the grace of God, but because of obedience to God and listening to God, I stepped out in faith and stepped in and went into the military and, and the rest is history. I thank God for going into the military, for the change he brought in my life and the things he helped me to accomplish over the years in my life by the grace of God. But by looking to myself where I was at that time and not listening to good, sound advice, I would probably still be right where I was then, and who knows, I could probably even be dead by not listening by the grace of God. So don't underestimate God's plans for you. If God put something, placed something in your heart, he is not placing that in your heart just for a good idea. He is placing that in your heart to let you know that you can, you can reach that level. You can reach that goal if you trust him. And the only thing you have to do, now listen to me, you can't do it in your own strength. Because when you look at it in, your, in, your, in the natural, it's always going to be too big. And anything you can come up with yourself your own ideas basically is too small anyway. But you need to come up. When God gives you something to do, you can always know it's God. It is always much bigger than you and I. And if you trust him and follow him and obey him and let him lead and guide you, he'll take you to places you'll eat, you'll eat food that you never imagined you'd be able to eat. You'll live in places that you never thought you'd be able to live. You'll be able to enjoy life like you never thought you'd be able to enjoy life by the grace of God if you follow his plan. That's why in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29, where he's talking about, I know the plans I have for you. Don't get me wrong. You got plans, but God also got plans for you as well. And just because of your age don't mean that it's too late for God to really to step into your life, to work into your life, to help to put you on track, and get you on course so you can experience the plans he has for you. Your life could be jacked up right now. Things could be chaos right now for you. You may look at, look at your life and say, you know what? There's no way I can do that. It's impossible for me to do that. But that's why the Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. What seems impossible to man 
is not impossible to God. If you want to be an astronaut, guess what? Opportunity is there. If you want to be a lawyer, opportunity is there. If you want to be a doctor, the opportunity is there. But are you willing to apply yourself or underestimate yourself and say, well, I just can't do it. I just can't, can't do it because for the simple fact, it's not going to work for me. Never underestimate the desire that God gives you. Many of you have desires to do things even right now, even late in age you want to do things. And you look at things based upon what the devil has said, it's too late. Look at your neighbor and say, it's never too late. And it's never over until it's over. You can change your direction right now. The place that you're working at, if you wanted to right now, you can work your way up to management if you want to do it. But a lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want the responsibility. But just like I did many years ago, I said, well, guess what? Why should I work for him or her when they can be working for me? And basically, I'm making them money. And when I can be making myself money and them money. But see, when you look at yourself, you always underestimate yourself and say what you can't do. See, the enemy never tell you what you can do. He always tell you what you can't do. And many people listen to that. Well, you know, just because you were brought up in a, a bad neighborhood, just because you didn't make good grades in school or whatever. I remember the guy that was um, the guy that's the owner of FedEx. He, was, um, he wrote a paper about logistics, how he can move things and move products from coast to coast and world to world. So he took that, his, his paper to, the, to his professor, and they read the paper. And after reading the paper, they basically told him that would never happen. That cannot be done. And, and they gave him a C. If I'm not mistaken, I think they gave him a C on the paper. But look at FedEx Day. Look at, look at FedEx. Open house. World to world, coast to coast. Just because they say you can't, that don't mean you can't. Only person that can stop you is you. And too many people are allowing themselves to be stopped by listening to wrong advice, listening to wrong information, and looking at wrong things. That's why they're going through what they're going through, what they're going through right now, because of bad advice. Now, that young man could have said, you know what? You being a professor, you're absolutely right. But when God put a plan in your heart, when he gives you an idea, only thing you got to do now is say, God, I have no idea how this is going to come to pass. But you can work it. Look at Joseph. Joseph had a dream that one day that he would be the prime minister of Egypt. All his brothers looked at him and got upset with him because of a dream. You might have a dream yourself and say, you know what, hey, God is telling me to do this. I'm going to have this and I'm going to do this and whatever. And in the natural, none of that stuff materializes. You can't see none of it. And when you talk to other people, they look at you like, I don't see that happening for you. But guess what? That's what they think. But that's not what he said. If he gave you the plan and he gave you the idea, if he gave you the dream, 
He can bring it to pass by the, by the grace of God. And so many people underestimate the power of God because of listening to wrong things, listening to wrong people, and being around wrong situations. That's why they're struggling today. You don't underestimate the power of God. I'm telling you, if God said you can do it, you can do it. Then sometimes we, we underestimate the direction we have to go sometimes. Many times you go in the direction, it seems like it's just the opposite or really the direction in which God wants you to go. You go through things just the opposite of what you know it should be. Look at Joseph. He ended up in prison. And his brother sold him into slavery. He relied upon all types of things. How does this dream has anything to do with the plans that God had for him? He could have given up. And see, that's why the Bible is full of hope. It's full of hope. And not only he talk about the hope, but he also talk about the things that how people could have became discouraged, but didn't become discouraged because they did not underestimate the power of God. He didn't get in the way. Joseph didn't get in the way. He let things flow the way God wanted to flow. And when God got you on the, when he got you on the trail, when he got you on the road, he's working a plan in your life. Don't worry about it. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about it. Because in the end, you coming out. Look what the devil did to Job. He attacked his family, took everything he had, messed his life all up in the natural. Friends turned on him. His wife turned on him. He could have threw up his hands and said, you know what? This Christian stuff don't work. Serving God don't pay off. Matter of fact, since I started serving God, things have gotten, haven't gotten better, but seem like they've gotten worse. And many times that happened. Why does that happen? The devil does it to, to keep you from staying on track. He wants you, to, wants you to get involved into things now and start working your plan and get away from God's plan. But if you stay on track with God, stay on plan with God, God will bring you out and look what he did for Job. He blessed them at the end of his life more than he did at the beginning. Why? Because he failed to un He even himself thought that things was not going the way they should go. And, he, and many times before he, all this stuff happened, he thought things was going the way it should. But he realized one thing, that he needed God and he need a greater relationship with God. And once all that stuff changed, he changed. And many times when it comes to plans, God, we don't have to change God. God is waiting to change us. And we change, he allow, if we allow him to change us, plans and things in our life will change. Things in our life will look different. You even start thinking different. You start talking different. You start making different decisions by the grace of God. You're not a failure. You're just making bad decisions because you're confused and you listen to the wrong things. But if you get on the right track and start listening to the right thing, guess what? You can be just as successful as anyone else by the grace of God. Don't underestimate the small steps in life. Sometimes it seems like when you look at your life and many of you have friends that have graduated with you, 
and et cetera. When you have these, what we call the um, homecomings, class reunions, you look at them and begin to make a comparison. Man, they've, some of them are VPs of companies and corporations. I heard you over here, a sanitation worker. And you're wondering to yourself, how in the world can they be so far and you can be so far behind? But to realize, guess what? Everything that's small, that's big, started off small. Despise not that small beginning because the latter end shall be great by the grace of God. The steps that you're taking right now, they're small steps, but don't look down upon those steps. Remember the Bible said the steps of a good man, a righteous man, are ordered by the Lord. If you keep stepping, keep walking, it's not how long, how quick you get there. It's getting there is what's count. If you stay on the course and don't get off the course, guess what? Even though the steps seem to be small, you just take them anyway. And God will give you an opportunity to take big steps. Before you can get to the top step, you got to start off with the first step. And many times, that's what we need to do is start off with the first step if we, if we allow God to do it. And don't limit our life experience. Just because you don't have all the tools you need to accomplish the things that you think you should accomplish, guess what? Don't worry. Look at your neighbors and don't worry about it. God will give you what you need when you need it. Amen? He'll work it out for you. And many times because of the way we grew up and the environment we grew up, we've allowed our environment to set the tempo for us. I beg the difference. Don't allow your environment that you grew up in become a stumbling block to you. Just because you didn't have certain things at that time, that don't mean you can't have it now. And just because you didn't have this or that to be where you think you should be, don't worry about it. Start right where you are by the grace of God. And just because you, didn't, you wasn't around good advice, your parents wasn't a good example to you, they'd done the best you could. The reason they didn't love you, because many times when they were growing up, their parents didn't love them. You can't give what you don't have. And just because the way they treated you, that don't mean you should treat your children the same way. The Bible said when in the book of, book of um, Psalms, Psalm 55 and verse 22, God is an amazing God. And it's easy to read. It says this. Give your worries to the Lord, and he will care for you. He will never let those who are good be defeated. Are you listening to me? He will never let you be defeated. And even though you, it's defeat to you, it's a victory for God. Because God knows what Because he can use that defeat to teach you some things by the grace of God that's going to help you down the road. So that's why many times people get discouraged about this, this, that, and the other, whatever, being bad or whatever. A lot of bad things that happen to us, what was meant to be evil, God can work it to be our good if we allow it to. So don't get discouraged. Don't be discouraged because of bad things happen to you sometimes. But you just continue to stay hopeful and continue to keep 
Keep your eyes on God. In the book of Samuel, Samuel chapter 1 and verse 17 and 32 and 36, you got to know this story here. But don't underestimate the power of God. Many times people look at you, underestimate you because they think you're going to be who they think you're going to be. They going, you're going to do what they think you're going to do. And many times we as a society, we underestimate people. And when you underestimate people, you can get into some serious trouble by the grace of God. In the book of Samuel, Samuel chapter 1 and verse 17 and 32 through 36, we're not going to read all this. But, um, but verse 34 going jumping down to verse 34 he said but David said to Saul now this was a situation that here's David was being confronted with a situation where he was going to go up against Goliath looking at him in the natural there was no way possible that he could be successful based upon based upon the situation he was going against and then he said and there was a time when I was, was cared for my father's sheep that wild animals came and took some, some sheep from the flock. But even though some of your experiences, your negative experiences, bad experiences that you're going through right now can be a plus for you down the road, be a success for you down the road. So because he was young, because he was inexperienced, he was not, quote, unquote, a warrior, he did not have the qualification of being a warrior. So when King Saul looked at him, when he told King Saul that he would go and challenge Goliath, he basically underestimated him based upon his credentials, based upon what he could see, what David could do. But David went on to remind him and said, guess what? This is something that, that I did when I was younger, when I was out there in the field with my father's flock. And then he said, there was a, and, and then he goes on down in verse 35. He said that, um, I chased that wild animal and attacked it and took the sheep from, the, from his mouth. So can you imagine going out there taking a sheep, taking food from a wild animal? Now this got to be a bad dude here, okay? He got to be pretty tough. But none of this resonated with King Saul when he looked at David. He just looked at him as being a child, a young boy. There's no way human impossible he can go out there and attack this, this guy and defeat this guy called Goliath. This guy been a warrior from a child up. He been used to killing people. He knows how to kill people. He's big enough to kill them. And, and based upon your size and based upon your credentials and based upon what I see of you, you don't have a fighting chance. Basically what, what um, Saul was telling David. And then he said, I chased and attacked it and took it from the sheep mouth. He said, and the wild animal jumped. Then not only did the wild animal jump, but the wild animal jumped on me. And but I caught it by the fur under the mouth. 
and I hit it, and I kill it. Now, it takes God to do that. Now, many of us, if you come into a wild dog or something like that, man, we, will, we can't run fast enough to get out of that dog's way. I remember one time going to this house. We was delivering some newspaper. And they had a sign up on the, on the wall on the side of the house for a picture of a, a, picture of a Dolman pension. And it, said, and it states this. It said, I can run zero to 50 in, two, in, five, in five seconds. How fast can you run? It just let, let you know. It said, guess what? If you don't take your chance, you can do it by the grace of God. But let me tell you, when a dog come after you and wild animal come after you, it's life for life. And here's David. He said he took it under the fur of his mouth. He hit it, and he killed it. What was God doing here? The bad situation that he was, was in, God was preparing him for a bigger situation down the road. But see, but what happens is many times people don't give us a chance because they underestimate us. You know, just like society, if you don't have this, that, and the other in different churches and whatever, they ain't got time to attend. They underestimate, well, you can't serve me. I remember one time, this is a true statement. This one lady, I was in Germany before I, before I went to school and everything. She was, uh, she was considered, she was an officer's wife. And she told someone that um, I wasn't qualified to counsel her because I had not been to school. Okay? I'm going somewhere with this. So later down the road, I guess several weeks or months passed by, the same lady that said that I couldn't counsel her got into a situation. But she made a comment about this one lady's daughter. I wasn't there. I don't know what was said and didn't know what was said and not said. Don't know. But I do know everything sort of culminated in the back of the chapel on a Sunday morning. Are you with me? And so, in the meantime, there I was between these two ladies. Now, the one lady said I couldn't counsel her. It looked like she was about 115 pounds soaking wet. And this other lady, Miss Davis, she looked, she was about about six one or six two softball player. You wouldn't want to fight her with gloves on. And she was about about two hundred some pounds or whatever and stuff. She was the type of person that you don't you don't want to be running your mouth with. So her I am between them two. And and the one lady, the small lady, was telling the other lady. She did not say what she was told that she said about her daughter. And this other lady, Miss Davis, she was mad. She was crying mad. Then all of a sudden she balled up her fists. Her arm standing in right between them. Trying to mediate between the two. Now you got to remember church service going on in front. This is a true story. Just because of what's going on in front don't mean the devil don't be working in the background. And so, the thought crossed my mind. Listen to me. 
since I'm not qualified to counsel you, I'm not really qualified to stand between you two. Let me stand out the way and just let her go ahead and just, just eat your lunch. But by the grace of God, I did not do that. But the devil put the thought in my head. Well, since, she can't, since she can't counsel her, but guess what? Why are you sitting here trying to defend her? Good question. But guess what? I stood there and we prayed and we talked. We prayed until she finally let go of her hands and she, she dropped her hand to her side. And then after that, then by the grace of God, we was able to get everything under control. Well, he'll get ready to be bloodshed back there in that back. And I can tell you, if she, if, I can tell you this, if she ever starts swinging, um, I will probably, sure enough, stood to the side. Because somebody had to tell the story. I said, it might as well be me. Because the chapel would have wondered what in the world all that commotion going on in the back of the chapel. Serious stuff, I'm telling you. Sometimes people look at you, underestimate you, because of their views and their opinion. We live in a society that way now. If you don't have certain qualification, you're not accepted. You're categorized, but you're placed in a different category. And just because you're placed in that category does not mean that you cannot do what this other person who has a credential are doing. But many times people do that. And over the years, I've seen in the workplace where people have missed out because instead of looking at the guy who didn't have the qualification but had the experience, they chose him. They chose the one that had the qualification. And that was a bad mistake. Look at the one that had the experience. But anyway, going back to the, to the message here. Here's, here's, here's little David. David said he caught this wild animal. He hit and killed him. And then verse 36, he, he goes on to share with King Saul. He said, I killed both a lion and a bear like that. Not just a lion. They, these are two rough, rough animals. A lion and a bear? See, he killed both of them. He said, and I will. Look at, look, look at what it said. He said, I will kill that foreigner. Look at me, he's ready. He's on G-Way, no, no. Even though King Saul underestimated him, he was not about to underestimate the power of God. Amen. Working in him and through him by the grace of God. He said, and Goliath, he said, I will kill that foreigner, Goliath, just like them. Goliath would die because he, is made, he made fun of the army of the living God. See, just because people say you're unqualified or they disqualify you or they underestimate you, that don't mean you are. When you say you can't, you can't. And many times I tell people all the time, take that word can't and take it completely out of your vocabulary. Because when you're in Christ, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me by the grace of God. And when you can do that, guess what? God can do some amazing things in your life if you allow him to.
Then we got one more. I'm going to share one more story, and then we'll get ready, going to get ready to close it up. 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 9 through 15. You guys have read the story about Naaman. He was a general. You know, being in the military, when you obtain that rank, there's a lot of prestige goes along with that. Um, you, you're entitled to certain things. People do certain things for you. You don't drive yourself anymore. Um, basically, you get your own chef. You get a lot of uh, things that you normally wouldn't get if you was a, a rank less than that. But anyway, naming himself because of his qualification, because of his success, he felt that things should go his way. Are you listening to me? And many times, that's the way people are. When they get to moving, when they begin to move up to a certain level in life, they have a tendency to look down on people that are not on the same level they're on. They underestimate them. They forget that one, at one point at one point in their life, they was there too. But now they have moved up. They're above all that now. They expect more. They want more. They feel that they're entitled to more. And many times they demand more. And many times because they demand it, it depends on who they demand it from, they get it by the grace of God. But Naaman himself got sick. Look at your neighbor and say he got sick. Got sick with a called leprosy. This was a deadly disease that everybody, when you got leprosy, everybody stayed away from you. Didn't want to have anything to do with you. And so when he felt that he had heard of Elisha, that this man in Israel there could pray for people, that he felt that he can go over there and pray for him, and he will be healed. But what he did was he underestimated how things, how the power of God was going to work for him. So when he goes over there to the place where Elijah was, so instead of Elijah coming out, the preacher coming out, coming out to talk to him, her little servant girl goes out to him and tells him and says, look, if you want to be healed, you need to go down and baptize in Jordan River seven times. He said, well, what about these other rivers? That's not what God told you. So he was unestimated the power of God. He wanted, he wanted to be healed, but he wanted it done his way. He didn't want to do what God had sent message for him to do because he wasn't looking at it. Because he was on a prestige position, he felt that the man, the big man, the prophet Elisha, should come out there and say, hey, well, well Mr. such and Mr. Naaman, what can I do for you today? How can I help you today? But see, God didn't, God didn't work it like that. And so, and, and, and Naaman got a little upset because Elijah didn't come out there to him. This little servant girl, a nobody, comes out and tells him what he needed to do. You know how we are. You can't tell me what to do. Who are you? Where you come from? I didn't call for you. 
I call for him. But right now he's unavailable. This is the message I've been given to give to you. I don't want to hear that. I want you to go get him. I need him to lay hands on me. If I get him to lay hands on me, guess what? Then everything will be okay. Unestimating the power of God. The little servant girl told him, said, listen what you do. You go down the Jordan River and you're baptized in that seven times. Seven times. And when you do, you're going to come up. Leprosy, your leprosy is going to be gone. He didn't want to do that. If he had stuck with his guns and stayed with his, his estimation, he would have probably been a leper even today. But he decided at some point to go down and do what he was told to do. Guess what? His leprosy was clean. He was cleared clear of leprosy. This is why it's so important as believers, don't underestimate the power of God. Just because it didn't work yesterday, that don't mean it's, gonna work, it's not going to work today. Just because it didn't work for them, that don't mean it's not going to work for you. Just because they didn't get healed from it, that don't mean that you can't get healed from it. Just because they wasn't successful doing it, that don't mean that you're not going to be successful doing it. Just because they failed, that don't mean you're going to fail. But you just continue to trust and don't underestimate the power of God, what he can do. And when you trust him and put your faith in him, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you think or imagine according to the power that works within you. The power is not on the inside, I mean on the outside. The power is on the inside of you. That's the reason I'm here today. Because of the power of God. I'm not here because of my own doings. Because of my own life. Because you know for a fact in society in which we live. If somebody said cancer. They automatically go ahead and start getting. Getting suits together. Putting clothes, dresses in the cleaner. and Putting suits in the cleaner and everything else. Because they know for a fact. That's a death sentence. It is a death sentence. It depends on who it is. If they don't understand the power of God that works within them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. By the grace of God. There's no name tops the name of Jesus. Cancer or no other type of name. But guess what? You cannot underestimate what God can do for you. And if you do, you the one will come up short. Most of the time when people give up, when they go, when they go to, to be with Jesus, many times they say, I'm tired. I can't handle it anymore. And when you get to that point, the Bible says, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. He knows what you're going through. Don't underestimate his power. And just because it don't look good just because it don't seem good, just because it don't feel good. Don't estimate his power. God is able to do great things for you. Just because of what they said or he said or whatever, don't underestimate. And the devil would do things to you to keep you from being able to experience the power of God in your life. 
He don't care about all this other stuff. Because once you get touched and be touched by the power of God, your life changed. You're not the same anymore. He don't, want, he don't want that to happen. That's why he continued to keep harassing people. That's why the Bible says in the book of Peter, the enemy is like a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. That's why as a church, we are not going to underestimate the power of God. When everybody was running and jumping and skipping and hopping during the pandemic, we stayed true to God. And what God did for us, he stayed true to us. What they were doing, they unestimated. They gave more power to the pandemic than they did God. They underestimated Psalms 91. They underestimated it. He that dwells in a secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. A thousand shall fall by the side and ten thousand at the right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. They underestimated that power. And that's why men of them today are suffering with different things because of the vaccine and all the other stuff. I'm not saying that's a, that's a bad thing because God gives us our own free will. And that's why you want to know God for yourself. And to be able to experience him for yourself. And get to know him for yourself. And when you do, when people start saying things, what God can do and what he can't do, you know for a fact, you say, guess what? I know God can do all things but fail. If, if it fail, it's not God. If it head bowed, their eye closed. God is good. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you're doing and we thank you, God, for all the great things you're doing for us right now. And we just bless you, God, for this great day. Because we refused to underestimate your power. We still believe and we still know that all power, heaven and earth, is in your hand. We believe that and we know that and we accept that. And there's nothing in this world too hard for you. Nothing. I don't care what they said about it. We refuse to accept the limitation that man has placed upon you. We refuse to do that. We look at you as an unlimited God, a faithful God, and a good God who is with us all the time. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's why I say many times when you got sickness, just like you put confidence in medicine, 